All right, welcome to episode 12 of the At-Bat Baseball Podcast presented by World Media, where we give you our thoughts on the latest Chicago baseball news, as well as take a trip around the league. I am Saul Rodriguez, along with Miles Porter. How was your week, man? Good week. Good week. Played some uh, played some really good baseball this past weekend, and, you know, feeling good. I'm not going to be with the boys for a week, so, you know, that's uh, that's crazy for me. I never like leaving my teammates, but, uh, you know, going to go a little getaway with the girlfriend, so, yeah. Hey, there you go. Hey, sometimes you need a little, a little stress reliever, you know, something to take a break, you know, but, yeah. hey, but, but how did you uh, do uh, individually statistically this weekend? Any, any, any bombs or anything crazy happen? This weekend? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was, a, it was a good offensive weekend and it was also, <laughs> I'm, I'm swinging and missing a lot, but I'm still getting a lot of hits. So on Friday uh, we lost one to seven, but I guess a bright spot is I was three for four uh, with a double and, you know, two singles. Um, but I K'd once, uh, and then we won on Sunday, uh, 12 to one. And I was two for five with three strikeouts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I pitchers, pitchers are pitching to me pretty well, but I'm also making adjustments. And there's always those first few at bats where there's a guy who's throwing me a lot of breaking pitches and, you know, I'm still kind of learning him in, in a sense and getting some swings and misses and you know, he, he'll get me. In a, in a bat or two, but it's always like those last, uh, those last two, three at bats where, you know, as a hitter, I'm starting to recognize what you, what you're, you know, what you're giving me. Um, so, so yeah, you know, <laughs> a lot of hits, a lot of strikeouts as well. I'm going to work on that, but for, but overall, I think it was a, a very good weekend, especially with that second game, even though I was two for four on Friday, it doesn't matter because we lost, but, you know, it felt good for us to get a win on Sunday against the very, competitive team and you know the boys got some competitive games coming up and uh I, lo- I look forward to being back with them next week so yeah good week of baseball i mean yeah hey you, you're fitting right into like major league baseball if you think about it i mean striking out like it's not even that big of a deal you know what i'm saying so it's like don't even hey don't even worry about it it's all it's all good like you know you got you got like we've talked about it before you got guys out over here like wisdom like whiffing like at a at a nasty rate and still right, hitting, yeah. the, hitting the ball hard, so it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Trying to hit for a little bit of a higher average than wisdom. <laughs> fair, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. All right. So we'll uh, we'll start off with Chicago baseball. We're gonna start off with the Cubs this week. Uh, they come in uh, twenty five and forty two. Uh, they were swept by the by the Padres. I mean that was that was just uh, not you know a very unfortunate series oh. overall. Um, and then they ended up with some, you know, this is just, this is just like a, a very uh, cliche baseball thing that happened this week with the Cubs. It's like, you know, you, you, you get absolutely clobbered by a team and then, you, and then you're, you're facing like literally the hottest team in baseball and yeah. you win the series. I mean, that's the yeah. most, that's the most, you know, baseball thing out there yeah. Um, in that Padre series. I mean, it, like I said, it, it was just sad to watch, but they, and, and, and the thing that I think kind of that put the exclamation point was how had this, how sad the series was. Was yeah. uh, that game two where we're up five nothing, and the Pond- the Padres ended up coming up and uh, winning twelve to five, and then the, the following night it was nineteen to five. So uh, I guess it just it just shows where the Padres are at. I mean they're, yeah. I mean hey they were in first place for a little bit. I think now they're tied going into uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. They're I, th- I believe like tied for first place. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about them later. But yeah, the the Cubs just uh just were not there for that series. Uh, Caleb Killian uh, had another start. He had five earned in four innings. Um, he also had a rough a start on uh, this past Monday against the Pirates in the opener. Um, he's just getting uh, you know 
used to the league, I guess. But it's it's gonna probably gonna happen a lot more. Um, that's you know growing pains. Um, but yeah, going into that uh, that Brave series, um, it was kind of crazy. The whole you know uh, the Cubs on a ten game losing streak and the Braves on a fourteen game losing streak, yeah. and the Cubs and the Cubs win the first game yeah. uh, to uh, to snap that streak. The first team uh, to uh, or is the first time a double digit losing uh, streak. Uh, snaps a double-digit winning streak since 1999 yeah. and the second time in the last 30 seasons. So, uh, that was insane. Uh, also, just having the Contreras family reunion was pretty cool. Uh, what, what was like your first, like your your personal highlights from that series? And just what did you see like from the Braves and like uh, obviously, like I said, the Padres won. I mean, it speaks for itself. It's just uh, pretty ugly. A uh, yeah. good team just smacks a you know a bad team. But that Brave series, I mean, uh, it's it's you know for for a cup season that's, you know, going downhill like this one is going downhill quick. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's obviously, you know, it tastes good to have at least like a series one, right? Yeah. They, you know, that, that's got to feel good, especially off of the series um, with the Padres. Um, I kind of want to highlight that, that first game against them because I thought the pitching um, was incredible, uh, especially by, by Chris Martin, um, hmm. just, just dominating. And that's really not something that we saw from him a lot this year. Um and then obviously David Robinson with the close. I think I think it's just you know you you kind of learn from those series where you, you get smacked around a little bit, um, and then going in the next series, no matter who it is, you you kind of you kind of use that as a chip on your shoulder. And so you you know you you, you play the next team, no matter if they're a winning team or a losing team, uh, you don't ever want someone to come to your house and and mess you up like that. So I think that was one of the Cubs' main things this weekend with those first two games against the Braves. Um, so you know it was you know I thought it, I thought it was immaculate. Um, obviously, leaving out leaving out the game on Sunday, uh, game three against the Braves, which was you know it's just that's just that's just you know we, we I, I always try to tell fans we can't we can't expect the Cubs to to completely blow teams out of the water all the time. This is going to be a very up and down kind of team where you know we may get swept one series and it'll be the ugliest thing in the world. Next series we might we might you know beat beat the best team in baseball we might sweep that team or take two out of three from them or take two two from them um so yeah yeah this this is this is a cubs team that just isn't um they're just not consistent um and they're you know there's a lot of figuring out the pieces there's a lot of moving guys around right now so you know it's it feels good to see it feels good to see keegan thompson who i think is really coming into his own and i'm hoping that they you know keep on breeding him and growing him into a, the young star that he can be um so you know this is baseball. Like you said, it's just baseball. So it's not going to be easy going forward. It won't be. Um, but you know what? It's got to stick behind these boys. That's, that's the best we can do. That's the best fans can do. That's the best players we do. Go out there and keep playing. Um, it's going to be frustrating. It is. But uh, got to keep playing. So. Yeah. No, yeah, you make some good points. I mean, look, the, the Keegan Thompson thing, I think, is probably one of the best parts of that series is, man, like, mm-hmm. dude. I mean, he. I mean, it's probably not going to happen. But they, I know I did see like some chatter about him being having like he should be at least considered for the on All Star spot, um, yeah. even if it's a, as a reliever or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's it, he's been good all season. I mean, really. So um, really, uh, this kind of uh, it probably was his probably his best career start. Um, I know he's had he's had a couple of good ones this year in general. But I mean, six shutout innings, nine Ks, uh, two hits. Um, and then obviously, I mean, Justin Steele, man, I mean, Justin yeah. Steele also had, you know, had his third straight out, outing of allowing three runs or less. The dude has, you know, I was uh, doing some math, which I'm not really good at, 
uh, and uh, they checked out his uh, his his game logs, and I was looking. I was like, dude, if you take out that that game at uh, Cincinnati where he gave up seven earns in two innings, uh, he has a three thirty one ERA, and he has an ERA of four twenty seven right now. So it just shows how good he's been, you know, and and how and how much one bad start can mess you up. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the case with like my Cy Young pick and Garrett Coleman. You look at like he had like maybe like he's had like a couple of bad starts, like one against like Minnesota and stuff like that. And it's really ruined like his ERA. And yeah. I know there's like other things to read into now. It's like ERA kind of becoming less and less significant. Yeah. But I think it still says something uh, to the fact of like how, you know, how teams are scoring on you. But yeah, yeah no, Justin Steele in, in general, like, I mean, also just another guy that's, you know, it been uh, on the rise, and I mean, it, like, yeah, like you said, it's you gotta, uh, you know, take what you can get, and that series win is is something you're gonna, you know, we're gonna be, be happy about, yeah, because yeah. that game three to go back to the negatives, I mean, Kyle Hendricks, man, I mean, it yeah. it is it just has not come together for this guy. He's had maybe a kind of a, a reverse season from like Justin Steele, where like he's had a couple yeah. good starts, but that's it. I mean, it, he's been inconsistent and. To be honest, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if he got dealt either. Like, I'm not saying like he's gonna go to like a you know a Dodgers or something like that, but I mean he's gonna be a free agent soon. So like, I mean, I don't know, you know, why not? You know, try to get something out of him. But um, yeah, the other than that, I mean, uh, Killian uh, did like I said, started game one against the Pirates, and dude. The Pirates just own the Cubs this year. Like, yeah, yeah. just like like and, and people always bring up like. Like Cubs fans will always bring up, like, oh man, like we're still out scoring you guys this season, like sixty to like forty something. Like, dude, doesn't matter. We gotta win games, and yeah. the, and the, the Cubs have not won games against these. I think they're like two games under five hundred against yeah. the Pirates, and the Pirates won twelve to one in mm-hmm. game one. And Caleb Killian just had another frustrating start. But like I said, man, like it, it's gonna it's gonna happen. And like mm-hmm. to be honest, like I know a lot of people are like, what's the point of like? And I want to get your opinion on this because I always hear like, um, they always say like. Uh, you know, they're just going to get uh, young guys. They're going to bring them up and they're just going to come up here to get like clobbered and just get smacked around, like especially pitchers and stuff. Like, yeah. like, is that, it's such a bad thing. Like, wouldn't you rather have a guy develop in the majors and develop than develop in like triple a stay there for like a long time? Like, I don't know. How do you see it? Like, do you like for a team that's not going anywhere? Like, wouldn't you rather just bring up like most of the guys that are ready to like, or semi ready to come up and even if they're going to struggle, like struggle in the majors. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think I think it's good to kind of bring up a young player and let him kind of go through the you know the the ups and downs of playing in the big leagues. My thing with that is that there still has to be development from it. There still has to be work from the pitching staff, uh, from the from the pitching coaches, and then the coaching staff in general to kind of make sure that these guys aren't com- they're they're not coming up and they're not they're not just going out there blind and just getting clobbered for for five six outings and then after that it's you know. <laughs> They didn't really get anything out of it. The main thing is that they have to make sure that these players are getting something out of it and they're learning. Uh, what a lot of teams have done in the past uh, is that they're just sending guys up, and there's not really any development that's going into it. Now there's probably there's probably a lot of uh, you know breaking down and, and and going over video uh, after starts and after pitching appearances. Um, but in a lot of cases, some of these teams are kind of kind of just throwing these guys to the wolves um, without any ways of, of, of getting better and defending themselves. So what I'm hoping is that, uh, you know, as we're, as we're, as we continue this trend of bringing up young pitchers and letting them kind of struggle, um, 
the, the, the organization has to do their part in making sure that there's still development going on. Uh, because just because you're getting knocked around a bit doesn't mean that you are developing. Um, if you are getting something out of it, if you are if you are able to adjust, if you're able to learn, that is where it counts the most. That where it works. That's where it is where it works. But if we're just sending guys up there just to get smacked around, it's because uh, one of our pitchers went on the IL and you know, another Ross, it's not going to work. Got to there has to be purpose every single time these teams are bringing up their players. No, oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair point, man. No, yeah, that, yeah, that that did definitely help. What I was going with that, because like, I guess kind of what you're saying is like, the their confidence can be ruined. Is that yeah, kind of yeah. like right? Because so like the conf like and and yeah, younger guys is probably uh, harder to like even met like to positively impact their like uh, a bad start's gonna ruin their confidence more than it's gonna help them. Like even if you probably say, I'm sure even if you're like, dude, your curveball was on today or you know, they weren't hitting your sinker or something mm -hmm. like that. It probably still, even even if the dude's like, oh, for sure, that's pretty, that, that's dope. I'm sure in, in their mind, they're like, yeah, but like everything else wasn't working. So I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, it, it, it's still, you're, yeah, you're probably better off getting smacked around in triple A than you are at the majors in the sense of for confidence purposes. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely, that it definitely makes more sense than, um, than what, you know, what some, some teams have been trying to do or have done. So, yeah. um, but yeah, and some, and, uh, moving on to some injury news, uh, Frank Schwindel to the 10 day injured list with the lower back strain, uh, Alfonso Rivas comes back from AAA. uh, Marcus Stroman's expected back, uh, late June, early July, uh, Clinton Frazier cleared waivers. So he's, uh, he's back in, uh, AAA Iowa, mm -hmm. uh, Seiya Suzuki resumed non-contact swings to test his hand. Uh, so, uh, the rookie outfielder, he's been out since May 27th. He hurt his hand on a slide in the second base for Cincinnati, so hopefully he can come back soon because definitely miss a guy like that in the lineup. Uh, Nick Madrigal uh, left a groin strain, and Wade Miley uh, with a left shoulder strain. Both returns are TBD. Um, so injuries is coming. I mean, I know like we, we talk when we talk about injuries with the White Sox, and I mean those injuries have impacted a, a good team, but the injuries can like as much as the Cubs are you know in a in a tough spot. Um, they have a, they've had a lot of injuries all season. So it kind of makes me wonder like, Hey, if they had a healthy Wade Miley all season, mm -hmm. um, you know, who knows what could have happened if we had say a Suzuki for that. I mean, he's basically missed like, a, I feel like a, in, in total, like he missed like a month. I feel like at this point yeah. with yeah. a couple injuries that he's had this year, yeah. um, hopefully they, they come back soon and, and the Cubs can, can get some done. But mm -hmm. really, I mean, we're getting closer to the trade deadline um, and just uh, keep hearing more and more about, you know, Contreras, and uh, more and more about guys like Ian Happ. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's really just a matter of time before we start saying, bye, you know, goodbye to these guys. But I hate this time you know, of year. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was just thinking about it too, man. It's like guys like Ian Happ, like like w Wilson. I've come, I, like we've talked about this before. Wilson, I've kind of come to terms with it. As sad as it is, like I love Wilson, yeah. but like I kind of come to terms with it. I didn't expect Ian Happ to like be gone at this year, but I think he's played. Right. He's played himself into that like he had a good yeah. second half last year he's always been a solid player when he plays he's been injured or just had a couple struggles but yeah and i just i just didn't expect him to like be in trade talk but the, at the end of the day there's plenty of teams out there that need an outfielder that can hit and ian happ can yeah. hit he's gonna be a yeah. free agent soon so he's, it is, he's really putting on a show this year and, and yeah and, and i think he's not getting any sort of recognition for it either right? yeah. so looking at his stats right now he's his batting average is 290 mm -hmm. um and also, there there are some there are some 
you know, the, we're seeing like the, the all-star voting kind of, you know, take shape a little bit with the starters and everything. I just don't see a reason why Ian Happ isn't even yeah. a name that's mentioned up there. And, and um, you know, like, like, like you said, he, he, he's such a young player and he, he can do so much for a ball club. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think uh, I'm very surprised by the Ian Happ part, but I think that's the player that we could build around, but if they feel that it's necessary to, to deal him and get some more young players. Okay. No, let's do that. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to trade away uh, some of the main young players that we still have for, you know, for younger prospects um, and to not do anything with those prospects and to not, you know, develop them kind of going back to what I said earlier. Um, I just, I don't believe us getting rid of all of our bullets is getting rid of this completely emptying the tank, this, just unloading everything. I don't know how well that's going to work out all the time because there's no way possible that all of these prospects work out. It's important to have players like Hap on the team or Contreras or, or, or Hayward, who I know is not going to go because of his contract. He's pretty locked in. Uh, if, you know, if, if they, if they full send it, like I said earlier, we, we got to make sure we properly develop these guys. Cause if not, it's going to be a cycle of, of some very, very, unfortunate Cubs baseball for a very long time. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm keeping my fingers crossed does not happen. Yeah. And then like they, uh, Jed Hoyer had um, a press, a little press conference the other day and was talking about, you know, the, just what's happening right now and just how, how, uh, how rough it is to watch. And, and, and yeah, he talks about like, they asked him about like, they asked him about the money side of things and like, if the Cubs are going to, you know, going to be willing to spend and stuff like that. And he's saying, you know, the money's going to be there when needed. Um, and I mean, yeah, I hope it, I mean, I hope it is. Cause I mean, the thing is, look, the, the, yeah. And, and you're right. I get it. Like at some point, you know, something's got to give with some of these guys, you, you got to resign one of them and like, yeah. you know, have something there. Right. Like, yeah. um, and yeah, it's like, I wouldn't be, I definitely would be as, as much as like, if like the if Ian Happ, for example, gets traded to the Dodgers, is probably best case scenario for us, just because the Dodgers have just like a, a, an amazing crop of young players, regardless Absolutely. of whether in the majors or yeah. in or in the minors. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I understand definitely where 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 you know it's it's almost the same thing as like when you trade prospects for like a, a big leaguer, like for example, like when uh, we traded uh, Glaber Torres for uh, for Chapman. Um, at the time, people were like, "Oh no!" But you know, Glaber like this, this, and that, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Yeah!" Like at the time, though, I'm like, "Dude, I'd rather win a World Series. I want a guy now. I don't want like a lottery ticket to just yeah, be yeah, right." That was an hour never. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like, so, um, but it's kind of the same thing. It's like, yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you you make a good point in like saying that, you know, we're getting these prospects and it's cool, but like, yeah, you're you're uh, like out of like nine prospects, only three might hit. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, it, it's it's definitely a gamble, and yeah. I think that. It, it, and you keep kind of hearing too that like this offseason the Cubs are going to be willing to spend, which I mean I I hope that's that's true. Yeah. Um, I know they I know that Jason Hayward's days and uh, I think are numbered here, whether it be Absolutely. like in the offseason or whether him being DFA'd like next year, um, because obviously yeah. next year his last his last year on on the contract. But like I don't know, we'll see. Um, uh, that that's going to be definitely something to watch out for because you know you you have guys like like Aaron Judge as a free agent. Uh, Carlos Correa may, you know, opt out. So yeah. if the, if the Cubs are, you know, willing to spend and they get a guy like that, then it's all, it changes like the game. It changes the whole thing, the whole trajectory. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but yeah, it's going to be, I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be a wild, uh, summer, uh, just seeing what happens and who, yeah. who leads and, 
and who and uh yeah who comes in but I'm hoping you if know, they do that they put some pieces around those guys if we yeah. decide to pursue them because I'm pretty sure those guys aren't going to want to come to 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 Chicago cold in April and they got nothing around them I, I'm I'm hoping that like kind of like we're talking about we got it we 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 have to keep some guys around. We 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 have to. I I I think it'd be very unfair to, to the the players you just named that uh if the Cubs were to sign them, um they come to a you know a scenario where you know we're not we're not a winning team yet. But even though you just signed for two hundred eighty million, we'll get there. Don't worry. Give us like four years, we'll start <laughs> winning baseball. <laughs> I, I'd be like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't why I came. I mean, I guess for some guys, the money is the money, but the two guys you just named, those are players that want to compete. They love baseball first, especially Aaron Judge. We know he wants to get paid. He deserves to as well. Um, but he also wants to, you know, play some winning baseball. He's been a Yankee his, his entire career, and that's all he knows. So I'm hoping, you know, hoping that if we do, if we, if we are able to bring these guys in, two players who I think would fit well, beautifully here in Chicago, um, you know, give them something to work with. They can't, all the pressure can't just be on them. So I'm, I'm hoping that's what the Cubs do not do if we do go that way. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. 100%. I think that's, you can't, I don't think you could pitch, pitch to a player um, and not include those <laughs> things. I hope so. Um, yeah. but no, yeah. It, 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 with the Cubs, it's always a fluid situation, especially the, uh, you know, nowadays. So, you know, it'll be something to look for. I know this week, uh, they got three more against the Pirates, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then they have a three-game series against the Cardinals. Uh, the Pirates, I mean, just got to find a way to win, right? I mean, the the, the Pirates have just been have been on us all you know all season. Uh, at the Cardinals, um, the Cubs played them pretty good uh, when they played that five-game series. Cubs yeah. uh, lost two out of five. Cubs lost uh, three out of five. Um, but what do you see uh, coming up this week, like in that Cardinal series, for example? Uh, what can the Cubs do against the Cardinals team that's looking like um, it could easily win the Central? Oh my gosh. Um, I really like the approach that they had against them during the last series. Um, limit their bats as, as best as possible. I think, I think the pitching on the Cardinals isn't elite, but it is still good enough to make sure they're a winning ball club. Um, yeah, I think, I think there's, you know, limit the bats, but obviously that's very hard when you have Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado and the same lineup. Um, it's a very hard thing to do, but the Cubs, kind of did it they kind of they kind of um you know neutralized them the best that they could they still had some pretty good series against us especially Goldschmidt at Wrigley um but you know this is a this is still a lineup that is you know if, if they pitched the way they did the last time you, you you can neutralize them and offensively I don't see any reason why we can't keep up with them um you know we'll see we'll see what happens I'm hoping that we, we just don't let them you know just just completely blow us out of the water and uh, now I got to put a position player in and <laughs> no more of that. Come on. Let's, let's, let's compete at least. Let's compete at least. If we're losing close games is one thing. Um, but if we're just getting blown out of the water, then we got to put some position players in. Oh, man. I'm, come on. Let's just let's at least make it close. Make them sweat a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's one of the, the good things at least the Cubs have done is kept the games close. Like, I know yeah. lately probably hasn't been the case, but overall they were they were like, I think they were first in in, uh, in the league in playing one-run games. So, at least yeah. they're keeping it competitive for, for a team that's, you know, not – that's not doing so well. Uh, now moving on now to the uh, White Sox. Uh, they they come in 32 and 33. They're uh, still in third place, four and a half games behind the Twins, three and a half behind the uh, the Guardians. Um, and they, you know, to be honest, overall they've been looking a little better. They've won five out of their, out of their last seven. 
um they swept the um the tigers three games to nothing and then they they lost a series to the to the astros a very tightly contested series uh two games out of three um that tiger series man that was that was nasty like they i mean the tigers in general just a sad team like in just in general in like so many ways like their stats they're like last in so many offensive categories pitching categories um it's they're really 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 bad which i didn't expect i mean we talked about it at the beginning of the season not that the cardinals or sorry, excuse me that the tigers were going to be a little better than this and their prospects were going to you know we're going to like lift them up to be a little better i know they've had some some um some you know or i've been unlucky with a little bit of the pitching side because casey mize you know torn acl um yeah, yeah. you know i believe either that yeah i believe it was a torn acl but he's out for the season so yeah. um Bobby is really really oh, really struggling this year as well uh yeah Whoa, I think I think that's kind of kind of thrown off their game plan a little bit offensively. Uh, wow. <laughs> now, I really don't oh, have much yeah. to say about it, honestly. <laughs> I, no, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, very, I'm like... very shocked. I know kind of the metrics don't kind of already pointed that Javi wouldn't succeed at that home ballpark. I didn't expect him to, to struggle like this. This is Javi Baez, this is Omago. I, I but you know, maybe, maybe going into next year, he, 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 you know, settles in a little bit, but you know, like you said, I, we, we didn't expect them to struggle this much. We thought the prospects would work well. And, you know, with, with Javi as well, but it's, um, you, you, you could tell this is kind of the, the Tigers are like, Oh crap. Okay. We, we still got, we still got some holes we got to fill here. And, um, you know, I think they're still trying to figure that out. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. I mean, the Javi bias thing, I mean, watching him play i'm like man like it, it looks like rookie year javi Baez when it comes to swinging when it comes to swinging misses yeah. and just like what you know what he's doing at the plate he i know i saw you know he hit a, like a three-run bomb the other day to like you yeah, know yeah. give the tigers a lead but i mean hopefully it's, it's a sign of you know of good things to come but yeah yeah because yeah, there has not been much to cheer for there at all like yeah. uh even robbie grossman who's been good with them before last like yeah. last year he had a good season um, he has just not been hitting either. So yeah. Um, yeah. it's just been an unlucky season so far for the Tigers. Uh, the Sox went on to play the uh, the Astros over the weekend, and I thought it was another great opportunity for the uh, the Sox to, you know, get a series win against one of the best teams in baseball. Uh, but they weren't able to do it. Um, I, for example, in, in game one, uh, the uh, Sox were down 3-0. A.J. Pollock comes up, ties the game with the three-run homer. But then yeah. the, the Astros have a 10-run inning. Yeah. And uh, they go on to beat the Sox thirteen to three. So that's that's uh, pretty bad. Giolito allows eight runs in five innings. Uh, the Sox ended up bouncing back with a seven to nothing win on Saturday uh, behind uh, Johnny Cueto, another Johnny Cueto gem. Man, jo- Johnny Cueto. I mean, if you if you look at it, you know he's been a you know from a certain way like he's been a savior for the Sox. Yeah. Like yeah, because they've had you know so many injuries from the pitching side and maybe some inconsistencies. You know, besides guys like maybe like you know Kopech or even like Cease, but uh, I I was looking at his numbers, man. He he's already accrued a 1.3 WAR in 42 plus innings. Uh, with the Sox, it's only second behind Kopech's 2.4, which is ninth yeah. in baseball, and he has a 2.95 ERA. So, you know, Cueto in general has just been, man, he's been a superhero for those guys. And uh, yeah, and I'm sure he's gonna stay in the rotation for as long uh, as he can be. Yeah. Um, what, what have you seen from his stuff and like? You know, do you think he's gonna re- remain in the rotation? Like, I mean, at this point, I, I I don't see how they can afford to take him out. But like, what what are the t- types of things that he's brought to the White Sox? He looked like the Johnny Cueto of old. 
Honestly, mm. I, I, I loved um, kind of the confidence that he's pitching this. He really reminds me a lot of when he was on the Reds. This is the Johnny Quitter that I feel yeah. like I'm watching right now. Um, and and, and j- j- just confident attacking hitters. Uh, he's always had really good breaking stuff. And I think that's been a plus for him. A lot of his, a lot of his stuff moves, obviously his fastball isn't as commanding as it used to be. So he's depending more on his breaking stuff. But in my opinion, he's kind of the best that he's ever been because now it's, now he has to depend more on those pitches with movement, um, you know, keeping the ball away from the barrels of hitters. And also his whole personality, his whole look just fits. It screams Chicago White Sox. So, and I kind of, I kind of saw that from the beginning too. I was like, oh yeah, he's, he fits great with this team. This, this is whole persona and, and the corks that he comes with and kind of the fun that he has while he pitches. It's perfect. It's perfect. Whether it's, he fits like a glove for the White Sox. He's been the saving grace for them. Um, I don't see any reason to move him out, out of that rotation, keep him in there, keep him in there as much as you can. Uh, you know, we, I, I didn't expect Giolito to struggle this year the way he has, but, you know, he, he is struggling and, you know, that kind of is what it is at the moment. I believe that he is going to come out of that. Um, but, you know, keep him in that rotation, keep him in there. Cause, cause Cueto going to keep them. He's, he's going to keep this team afloat, you know, every, every five days. So, you know, loving what I'm saying from him and, you know, the, you know, the Sox are more than more than able to turn this around. I think we're starting to see this, like you said. Um, just got to keep that momentum, keep that momentum going, and you know, good things will happen. Yeah, and in, in that game where Cueto, you know, was great for the Sox, uh, Justin Verlander didn't even get through four innings, so the Sox yeah, offense yeah. was looking good uh, in that game. Uh, and then like the, a two-three ERA as well. Yeah, so. dude. Yeah, so that was. I mean, that was. I that, and that's what I thought was going to propel them to series win. Uh, like I was yeah. like, dude, they seven nothing, you know, they held that offense and then did, you know blasted Verlander as elite, or at least you know compared to other uh, yeah. types of games, yeah. but uh, and then in the finale on Sunday night baseball, the Astros jumped on the one of the best pitchers in in the AL, which is uh, Michael Kopech. When you're talking about yeah. another uh, great pitcher, um, they had two home runs off of Kopech uh, and four earned in five innings. Um, that was uh. That wasn't necessarily like a bad, like it was. It's a bad game for him because of how mm-hmm. good he is. But yeah. um, they were able to jump out on him. I mean, Marisa Dubon from the Astros had two hits, two RBIs, and a home run. Yeah. Uh, so that you know that was that's just one of those games. And also like when when you uh, I saw when I was watching the game is I saw like uh, they brought up um, home runs that wouldn't be home runs at every ballpark, right? A stat, <laughs> right? And it was yeah. uh, of course we talked about this before, but Yankee Stadium number one, and then. And this was, I think, in the last five years. I think it was like in the last five years. Yankees number one, and then Wrigley Field was second, which I thought was crazy. But it's probably the wind, the wind stuff, you know, going on. But nobody, it's kind of funny though. Nobody ever. I feel like we talk about the wind and how crazy it is, but I feel like nobody's ever crying about like, oh, like this wasn't a home run here or it wasn't a home run there. But I guess it just fits into the hypocrisy of that argument, anyways, when it comes to like people yeah. crying about like, oh, it's too small or whatever. Uh, but yeah, yeah then yeah. Um, I believe Minute um, made. Uh, was third so that's it's kind of that was kind of funny because it's because of the Crawford boxes obviously like uh like I think a Dubon's home run was like 363 um but yeah, yeah I think uh that that when, when they were uh talking about that I was like oh yeah I guess it make, makes makes uh sense now uh but yeah. yeah no I think when when guys like Luis Robert like if those guys like if that guy gets hot uh I mean that that changes the whole trajectory of the White Sox. Like that, yeah. that could carry the team. Uh, Andrew Vaughn's been probably the most consistent White Sox offensively. Um, yeah, but yeah. No, I mean, if he, if I, I think, yeah, they're, they're looking a little better overall. 
And it's like with the White Sox, it's like at this point, even if they, I mean, obviously the division is not over, right? But I still think the White Sox are going to make the playoffs. I, like even if they don't win the division, obviously because of the, the the wild card spots, I know that it's getting a little dicey because of the AL East and how good those teams are. But I I don't know, man. The more I the more I see of the Red Sox, the less I think they're going to make the playoffs, just because they just don't have the team that, for example, the White Sox have when healthy, yeah. uh, especially from the yeah. pitching side of things. Uh, so I I don't know. I I think ultimately the White Sox are going to make it. You know, re, you know, in, in doesn't matter how they do, but I think they'll make it. Um, but yeah, like uh, another thing I was going to say was uh, uh, Abreu's continued to hit, man. Like he's yeah. been yeah. he's been on fire. Um, which makes a lot of sense for a guy from Cienfuegos, Cuba, which Cienfuegos translates to a hundred fires. I mean, that's, that says it all, bro. Uh, you gotta be, yeah, (laughs) you can, you can only, you can only, yeah, you can only be, uh, uh, cold for so long when you're from there. Right. So, uh, uh, but yeah, and then, and then, uh, uh, another thing too was actually in that, in that tiger series, uh, Dylan Cease, uh, improved to 10 and 0 against the Tigers in his career against them. Uh, he has like a one one nine one ERA and 11 starts against the Tigers. That's just you know that's just that's just bullying at that point. Yeah, um, the, yeah. The, yeah, the Tigers. Um, but yeah, so overall, uh, Sox had a so- Sox had a solid week uh, with that series sweep, and also just uh, you know regardless of losing a series against the Astros, you know what? That's one of the best teams in the AL. So you know you know stuff like that happens. Um, but you know, looking ahead now, um, they do have Toronto for two games and four against Baltimore, two more against Toronto and then four against Baltimore. But before we get into that, uh, cause I do want to get your thoughts on, on those, uh, series. Uh, who do you, who do you see as of right now as Sox all-stars? There's been plenty, plenty of guys for a team that, you know, is on, you know, the bubble, you know, still kind of like kind of figuring out who they are this year. Yeah. They're still they still got actually plenty of options. I mean, uh for for All-Star and they can easily have maybe three All-Stars or something like that still. Uh who do you see uh making the making the team as of right now? My eyes are on Tim Anderson, Andrew Vaughn and Luis Robert. I think these these guys have been so incredible throughout throughout uh the season in terms of just kind of carrying this team. Uh I know Timmy's been injured a little bit and so has Luis Robert. He was injured for a little bit. But I think it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's been fun to kind of see these guys kind of carry that offensive load. Um, you know, I really want to say Yon Moncado, but he, he's had a he's had a tough time, tough time getting getting back into his groove. But, you know, it's understandable with an injury that he's coming off. It was never easy to come back and, and be consistent. It's just it's just not. So the guys who do come back and they do dominate shows shows uh, shows how special that is. But, you know, those are the three players that I'm really watching especially Andrew Vaughn, who has been incredible while both of those guys have been down. Vaughn is, he, I don't know. He, every time that he, he, he's taking the field, he's just, he's just doing something incredible offensively. Um, you know, and I like him a lot in right field. Um, so, you know, the Sox do have a few guys they can go with. If Jose Abreu was hitting the way he is now in the beginning of the year, I think he would have got more recognition. I think people were going to look at his, you know, batting average and kind of stray away from it a little bit. But you know, even looking at his batting average, I don't think I don't think it's terrible. And we, we all know how he started this year. But um, you know, Sox definitely have a few options there. And then in terms of pitching, you know, Kopech, oh my gosh, is Kopech and, and, and Dylan Cease. These are these are guys who I'm, I'm I am really really hoping uh, gets gets some recognition because um, they they have pitched their butts off this year. And you know, hopefully, when the White Sox start winning more, I think they'll start to get more attention. It shouldn't be like that because there are plenty of players on teams that aren't winning that 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 should be mentioned more. 
Um, so, so yeah, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe Liam Hendricks, who's who's turned it around a little bit as well. So, you know, we'll uh, we'll see. Oh yeah, and I mean, when 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 you talk about it like that, man. They could easily have like four or five offers, and it's and I mean mm-hmm. it, it's well deserved. I mean those those are guys that have been having good seasons, um, and you know without them, this who knows where the Sox would be. And it's like yeah, exactly, yeah, and, and yeah, like for for me too, it's like the pitching side. I mean, yeah, it's Kopech. It's you know I think Hendricks will still make the cut. You know, like he's been you know well improved over the last month and a half, so he's been able to you know bounce back from a rough start. And yep. yeah, it's it's it, a lot of the young guys, and it'd be cool to see like you know if um if a guy like Andrew Vaughn gets the nod, a guy like Kopech, just because they, it'll be the first time. So um, it'll be cool to see that. And then uh, uh, Tim Anderson, obviously, you know, uh, we hope, you know, we hope he's healthy by then and we hope he's able to to play in that game. So, uh, you know, that'll be cool. And then uh, this, so yeah, so this week uh, the Sox have, you know, like I said, two more against the Blue Jays and four against the Orioles. Um, Obviously uh, we saw what the Sox should do against the Jays yesterday. Um, they had a, a eight to seven win. This is on Monday, an eight to seven win over the Jays. Uh, they had uh, home runs, or um, excuse me, or yeah, sorry, they had home runs from Josh Harrison, Andrew Vaughn, and Luis Robert. Um, and also, uh, they had some errors. Uh, uh, oh. Reese McGuire, Jake Berger had a couple errors that led to some runs. Um, and then eventually, uh, the Blue Jays scored a few runs in the ninth, uh, with the help of a Kevin Biggio home run too. Um, and the game ended eight seven. So it could have easily been an eight to two White Sox win, but yeah. uh, it got a little got a little ugly there at the end. But what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think this is a pretty another another series that if this, I know the Blue Jays uh, maybe aren't aren't playing their best baseball either as of late. I know they lost a series to the yeah. Yankees, but um, this is another series too that could be a you know help out with the confidence there too. I mean, the Sox are playing a little better yeah. if they can win two out of three, maybe even sweep here. I mean, that would be a big big boost. Even that that series against the Orioles is going to be. Um, uh, very difficult, I think, because uh, it's just yeah. like we've, we've talked about the Orioles before. I mean, they, they when they face the Cubs, it's, they're just they're a good team in a, in 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 a very good like like in a, in a good division. Like I think that the young players are playing really well and they're holding their ground. So what do, what do you yeah. see from this series? These two series coming up? Yeah, you know, fingers fingers crossed that the Sox actually sweep. I'm hoping that they sweep uh, the Blue Jays. I think they're more than capable. Uh, you know, Gossman's a great pitcher, but I think Dylan Cease is better and the Sox are at home, uh, you know, for today. I, you know, I, I, like, I like the momentum the Sox are working with. Uh, now you got Stripling on Wednesday against Giolito. So, you know, I think, I think when, it, when it comes to like Stripling, you know, it's, uh, this, this is a pitcher that's been around for a while. He's very seasoned. Um, you know, I think he's more than capable of kind of neutralizing some of the bats. But I'm hoping with, with Giolito that this is a game that he kind of comes into his own this season. Uh, we haven't seen it with him. He's been hit very, very hard. I've seen him walk a lot of guys this year. So, you know, and, and the Blue Jays are a lineup that that is very dangerous, very dangerous. But like you said, they're not playing the best baseball lately. Um, and, you know, I think they can. They can get swept. But I, it's still important to to note that there, there are some very heavy offensive threats on that team. Um I don't think, you know, now, now, Bo Bichette right now is, I think he's leading his position in all-star votes. I don't think he should be in that spot right now, but he is a very, very, very talented hitter who is very dangerous and is still having, you know, a pretty solid year. Um, but I look, I look at someone like Vladdy Jr. as someone you, 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 you know, you have to respect him. So, you know, 
hoping for the White Sox to kind of just bear down and just dominate at home. And, you know, going to that Orioles series, feeling good about themselves because that Orioles team is pesky. They are annoying. You think that you could beat them. And uh, next thing you know, they, they they just took two out of three games from you. So, so hoping the White Sox kind of humble themselves and take care of business with this series and let the next guys come into town and take care of that. And then, you know, I think that's going to do so many wonders for them in terms of this momentum and feeling good. So. Yeah, and, and as you said about the shortstop thing too, is like um, the voting came out today, right? They're looking at the or they had the the leaders, and yeah, Bo Bichette is in first, and Tim Anderson yeah. is in second. So yeah, so yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully White Sox fans. What are we doing? Yes, yeah, so, yeah hopefully White Sox fans get get uh get to the the virtual polls and start voting more for Tim Anderson. Both uh, Sox fans, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's going to be definitely a race cuz it, it's close. I mean, it's like only like 60, you know, 60,000 votes separate them. It's not as crazy as uh the catcher position. I mean, I saw uh, I think it's Alejandro Kirk is in first with like a million votes and Trevino's in second from the Yankees at 387,000. So <laughs> So that's that's gonna be. It looks like uh, you could or you could argue make an argument that Kirk's got that in the bag. So, um, right, yeah, no, we gotta we gotta do some change in this system. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, uh... I know they they always they always say like it's always a a topic of discussion like every year. It's like man, should you know fans have the you know? But it's always like MLB's always like in a bind because they're like when you take away the voting from the fans or you mess with the voting, it's like they're not gonna want to watch the game, you know? And it's like. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like you could do just something way better than, than what it is now. You know, I don't know. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you thought, or, or you would think it would change, you know, in 2015 when it was just like the whole AL team was the, the Royals. Remember that? It was the whole Royals team. Yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. God. But <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, at least it doesn't count anymore. You know, if, if I guess if I think if it counted, you know, for home field advantage, like it used to, they might have been like, you know what, let's change it up because yeah, that's uh, mm-hmm. it's wild there. But yeah, the White, White Sox hopefully trending up and they continue to trend up, um, and just you know get, bring bring some more uh, um, excitement to the South Side because it's definitely needed uh, for uh, that team. And uh, once they're you know they're getting healthier and healthier, and hopefully that helps out too. I know Eloy Jimenez had a little bit of a of a hiccup, but he should be fine. I know Yohan uh, Moncada did not play on Sunday; he had an MRI in his right hamstring. Um, and he went to the IL. Um, Liam Hendricks uh, hopes to return in early July. Uh, he had a, a right forearm, right forearm strain, um, and then uh, Yasmani Grandal is expected to be back in less than ten days. He was out with uh, back spasms, so Sox injuries, you know, hopefully uh, start to, um, you know, everything starts to come together and they have more players in the roster. Uh, but yeah, they sit still, like I said, sit at thirty-two and thirty-three and four and a half games out of first place. So that does it for Chicago baseball. We'll move on to around the league and some more stuff happened around in, in the last week. I mean, um, we talked a little bit about uh, Mookie Betts now, who's uh, out indefinitely with a broken rib. Uh, he collided with Cody Bellinger there. And, and, and we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, the Cubs trading, you know, with what Ian Happ and stuff like that. And that's, you know, like that's kind of what I meant to with the Dodgers. If we traded Ian Happ there is because I think they're going to be, they're going to be on the market for an outfielder. I know they traded for Trace Thompson and I saw like they, they had like a deal for Trace Thompson. And I was like, why, I don't know why this is newsworthy. Cause it's not like Trace Thompson's like a, you know, an all-star caliber player or something like that. Um, he's been there multiple times. It's not even the first time he's been in LA. It doesn't really, he hasn't really helped them out that much, but they're going to be out in the market, I think, to get someone. And uh, I think, you know, and also just overall, 
I don't the, the Dodgers have not been playing great baseball. I mean, they they had a team meeting. Dave Roberts was even like roasting them, honestly. Like they like was saying about all oh, they need to do better, like you know, mm-hmm. blah blah this and and mm-hmm. I mean, which is true. Um, what have you seen on the Dodgers uh, as a whole, and what do you think they're going to do with that? You know, how they how do you think they're going to fare now that you know they've been struggling overall? Now that they're without Mookie Betts. Yeah, so th- so this is a very deep team. I remember we, we kind of touched on mm-hmm. this, um, and, I'm, and I'm pulling up, you know, I'm just kind of pulling up their roster right now as I talk about it. This is a very deep team in general. So it's unfortunate, um, you know, with, with, with losing bets for a while. Um, but this is still a very talented ball club. Um, you know, as, as, I, as I think about it, you know, <laughs> Dave Roberts, you know, roasting his team, <laughs> this this, the, the, the standards for that team must be very high when you are 40 and 25. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, at the same time, I think I do agree that they can't have been, you know, they can't be playing uh, better baseball. I think, I think they'll be just fine. I think they'll be just fine, but there is definitely some making up there that you have to do um, in, in terms of just kind of figuring out the, how you're going to work this lineup every single night. Mookie Betts is kind of a good placeholder uh, for every single, for every single lineup, um, you know, whether it is a righty or a lefty on the mound, Mookie, Mookie was pretty solid against both sides. You kind of got to figure out which player fits best in that position. Um, so, you know, Dodgers are a very solid team. This is really nothing to be to be too worried about. Not saying that they, that they don't need Mookie best, but they can still hold their own for a while without him. Um, but they do need him around. So, you know, they'll be just fine. They'll be just fine. I think it's just in terms of trying to figure out this outfield rotation, the few guys that come to mind right now. Um, so, you know, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what they decide to do with that, but there's not really a wrong decision that the Dodgers can make, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and I think I did see, uh, also like, uh, some of the comments he made, he kind of like walked back this week. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I think he was talking about like just the effort and just like what the guys have to do and stuff like that. But yeah, and it's like you said, the bar is high for a team that's 40 and 25 and it is, man. It's like realistically they should have the same record or even a better record than the Yankees. It's just the way it is like the, the way that team is set up and, and they haven't had that many injuries necessarily to, to you know, to, you know, to, to hurt them overall. So it, it, and in that division too, like the division is not necessarily the best division in baseball. It's interesting. It's, it's a little more competitive with the Padres and giants, but it's not last year where, you know, you could have easily had like three playoff teams. Um, I mean, the giants were, were one of the best teams in baseball, you know? So it's definitely um, they should definitely be playing better. And I think that, yeah, I think that we'll be fine ultimately with, with Mookie Betts. Um, they're going to need guys like Bellinger to step up, but it being, I feel like we've been saying that for like a year now um, and it hasn't, hasn't happened, but um, yeah, we'll see. And going on now to like a different NL West team is, is the Padres. Now they've been playing great baseball. They even moved into first place for a little bit, uh, taking over that, that Dodger spot. Uh, I think as of right now, they're tied. But Manny Machado is also now out. Now, this is a team that has been playing without Tatis, Fernando Tatis Jr. all season, and they've been playing well without him. Now they're going to be playing without Manny Machado. Uh, how do you see that? How do they see them faring? And do you think they'll be in the market for a trade piece too? I mean, we don't know how long Machado is going to be out. We don't know how Tatis – I feel like his stuff gets keeps getting pulled, uh, pushed back. Yeah. Or do you think Or do you think they'll ride it out and with the team they got? I mean, Corona Ward's hitting a little better. But it's like, I don't know, to rely on like a pro far as much as he's played better this year. Uh, I don't know if that's like a long term thing, right? Yeah, I don't know if it's a long term thing, but I think it's like, you know, you they, they do still have, you know, offensive threats and Eric Hosmer. Um, you 
you know, I, I do like Jorge Alfaro off the, off the bench. Uh, you know, Austin Nola has been as solid as he can be offensively. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to be easy. And I think this, this actually might hit them a little bit just, just in terms of their offensive production. Um, and, and, you know, kind of what I talked about with the Dodgers, they got to re reconstruct that lineup significantly now, because now you're without your two bet. Now you're without both of your best hitters. At first you were just out with, you were away from one of them, by the way, both defensively, very, very talented, and especially Manny Machado who does things at third base that I don't think physically should be possible. I, I don't understand how, how you get a ground ball and <laughs> you backhand it and you don't use it's a no effort, you know, strike to the first baseman while you're still going backwards, 10 feet in the fight, in the, you know, the foul grounds. I don't know how he does it. It's just incredible. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, just in terms of losing that offense and defense from Manny Machado, that's big. That's going to hurt them. Um, so, you know, you kind of got to figure out where you're going to move guys around. I think Luke Voigt has kind of been turning it on a little bit lately. You know, Jerks and Profar has been, Solid. I just don't know if that's going to last very long. Uh, Cronenworth is—he's been hitting well, also. So there's definitely there's definitely players I could point out, you know, right now who I think are going to, you know, kind of hold this team together. But that's not a winning lineup offensively, and so I think it'll start to show. So it's going to be—it's really going to be up to the pitch. It's going to be up to the pitching to keep these guys in the ball games, uh, give their offense a chance. Uh, you know, you Darvish, keep doing what you're doing. Joe Musgrove, Sean Manaya. Um, the, I think, I think pitching wise, they're, they just got to hold it together and I think they'll be okay. But offensively, as I'm kind of, you know, looking at this, this, this roster, I don't think that's a winning lineup anymore, but it is a lineup that is still going to keep you on your toes a bit, but it's really going to come down to the pitching to keep these guys, keep these games close. Yeah. It's, it's funny because, uh, with, the, without Machado, uh, without that, these junior, it, they they almost remind me of like a of kind of like a Rays team where like they have the pitching and they, they you know the their lineup is just kind of like man we'll see manufacture some runs if you can manufacture any types of runs then you'll win it's like you know because you have the the type of pitching to shut down the the opposition so yeah. you know and yeah and, and the thing is is that Musgrove's having a Cy Young award you know type year, um, yeah. Hugh Darvish has been pitching more like himself lately. Uh, so yeah, they have plenty of options on the pitching side to be able to keep themselves in the game and, and win games as these guys are out. I think that's what's been the main thing. Uh, and it's like they they haven't even had like Clevenger. Like I feel like since he since he got traded, they're like they really yeah. haven't. But so he's been injured so many times. So uh, yeah, I think they'll be fine. Uh, and that they think that that division is going to go up to you know it's going to be them two that are going to be fighting over for the top spot. Um, Giants, I think they'll still be like in contention for wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, nothing, nothing to really put any fear into these two teams. Right. Um, also, uh, around the league, another thing I want to talk about was, uh, Lorenzo Kane actually got designated for assignment, um, by the Brewers. Now mm-hmm. he's been on that team for, you know, years now. And, uh, it, uh, I guess apparently he's considering a retirement too. Um, that, that team, it, it's pretty interesting to me because, I feel like Lorenzo Cain could have been DFA a few years ago, but like the thing is, I think I think he was like a, a big leader on the team and kind of like Jason Hayward. I think that's one of the main reasons Jason yeah. Hayward hasn't been designated yeah. for assignment is because he's been able to mentor some of the guys. Uh, what did you think about that decision? And do you think like uh, this is kind of a sign of maybe the the Brewers are kind of like they're done playing like nice guy with certain guys? Like it's like it's they got to win, like right? It's like they were in first place for most of this season. Uh, but the Cardinals have been challenging them now, 
And I think the Brewers are kind of like, you know, putting into another gear and kind of saying like, you know what, they got to do better. They got to be better. And they're probably going to get better players now. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely a, you know, guys, we gotta, we gotta turn it on kind of thing. Uh, Lorenzo Cain, you know, I, in, in, when I, when I was watching him in the games that I was, that I was watching him in, um, you know, defensively, he was, he was, uh, in my opinion, I think he was remarkable. Um, I know he wasn't always put out there just because he was getting up there uh, in age and they weren't putting him in the outfield a lot, but you know, you know, yeah, it's, it's the offensive stats. It's the offensive stats for the most part. And, not really hitting the ball hard, not really getting a lot of base hits or getting on base too much, you know, that, that'll, uh, that'll, that'll do it for you for sure. But yeah, I think it's the Brewers letting guys know, Hey, we gotta, <laughs> we're, 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 you know, we're, we're in first place in our division, but I, I think it's not much of a secret that they're in first place because it is the NL central. Um, other, other divisions that are significantly more competitive. I don't even think the Brewers are, are, maybe they're in third place if they're if they're in the east and i'm not saying that in, in terms of taking their record and like placing it in there i'm saying it just as how i think that they would do if this is a whole different scenario so you know the the brewers I, I, as much as they've been staying in first place and performing the way they have i believe that they have been hanging on by a string i really do um and 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 they, they, they should be so happy that they're playing in a, in a, in a division where it's not very competitive. Um, but they got the Cardinals right behind them. So it's, it's a matter of, hey, you know what? We, we got we to gotta pull away with this thing and, and, and uh, you know, make some sort of statement because, you know, this, this is a team where it, it, I believe if the Cardinals catch him, if the Cardinals make a couple of, you know, moves at the deadline in terms of pitching – I, the Brewers are going to get they're going to get smacked around and left in the dust. So they have to start making moves and they have to start letting guys know, hey, you know what? Let's go, let's go. We're 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 in first, but we can't be complacent about this. And, and if players are aren't performing, and, and and you know there are guys who who it might be it for them. Yeah, you got to you got to part ways. You got to part ways with that player, and unfortunately, you got to find someone who is going to fortunately and for unfortunate for the player who's DFA'd or, or at least will let go. Um, but fortunate for the guy who comes up and can prove himself to, you know, give, uh, you know, take advantage of this opportunity. So, you know, I think there's a couple of things that play into it, but for the Brewers, it's, 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 it's go time. Cause there's no, there's no hanging around. That's going to work. That's going to work out. For them. Yeah. And, and I think you make a good point. I mean, it's like, even if you're in first place, especially first place of the NL central, it's not something that's like noteworthy. It's like, uh, you could say, man, you could say, and I've been making a point of this talking to people about, uh, the the central division on both in both leagues i mean it's been bad midwest baseball has mm-hmm. not been good this year mm-hmm. and it's like nobody like as much as as much as byron buxton's an exciting player as much as the twins have been surprising it's mm-hmm. not like it's not you know for lack of a better word it's not sexy baseball man like the midwest is not something right. that people are like you know dying to watch and it's like from top <laughs> to bottom it's like the Bre- the brewers yeah. and cardinals like sure they're fighting for first place but you know, it's like it's not that exciting compared to like I don't know, like a race between the Mets and the Braves or, or the exactly, Padres yeah. and Dodgers or no. you know. And you know, it, it's funny because even like the Yankees, uh, even the, the the East is talked about a lot more than those. And regardless of it being the Yankees, but like the Blue Jays and like the Rays are talked about more. But those are teams that are like they're going to be probably in the playoffs, but they're like fourteen, they're, they're twelve <laughs> and four teams game games back in the division. So it's like yeah. it's kind of funny, but um. 
yeah, it just shows how good the A division is compared to, I mean, the 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 Central Division. I mean, you look just all all you have to know about the Central Division in the National League, at least from from just looking at it, is the Pirates are in third place. I, that that basically says it all. Like, regardless of how far they are, like them being in third place kind of yeah. just about says it all. And I think also. Yes. Uh, I, I did not expect the Guardians to be as good as they are for in the AL Central, right? It's like, oh yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and as you and, and you know how you talked about like you know uh, the Cardinals making some moves or even the Brewers making some moves, but like the Guardians making a, a few moves too, they could easily take a, an extra step and even take over the the AL Central. I mean, they're only game back yeah. of the Twins, so that yeah. the 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 Central in, in general is 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 very uh, uh, definitely. Uh, you know, there's going to be possibility of it changing overnight. So um, yeah. hopefully, and, and the thing is too, is like hopefully it gets a little more excited, a little more closer, especially with AL Central. It's a three-team race, um, so at least yeah. that helps them out. Um, yeah. And, you know, hopefully in, the White Sox are able to make some moves too that, that are able to help them and just get healthy in general. Um, but, yeah, other than that, uh, one a couple other notes. I know I uh, we talked about it before the show too is like the Yankees have the number one prospect in baseball now Now that everyone's been called up from the top five besides him, which is uh, Anthony uh, uh, Volpe, uh, the shortstop. So that's, that's kind of crazy because I don't think in like in the last 20 years the Yankees have had a, at least a number one prospect. So that's, right. pretty, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool to see at least because um, I know they definitely uh, need someone. They're, they're going to need someone at shortstop because – uh, Isaiah kind of Falefa is not necessarily the the shortstop of the future, so um, right. it'll be it'll be cool to see. I know Riley Green is one of those guys that was in the top five. He came up and he had a couple hits over the weekend, yeah. uh, so it's it's definitely uh, uh, some positives there. Because um, and we like we said before, the Tigers need all kinds of positives <laughs> from from that end. Um, yeah. But yeah, other than that, I think that should just about wrap things up for episode 12 of the At Bat Baseball podcast. Oh, 12. Yeah, episode 12, man. Yeah, no, uh, double digits. Uh, yeah. So uh, that'll wrap things up for uh, At Bat Baseball podcast presented by War Media. Uh, first, Saul Rodriguez, Miles Porter. Miles Porter is going to Mexico. So, uh, you know, wish him farewell uh, for the week, and we'll see him next week, uh, you know. All, all fed with the Mexican food and, you know, oh, yeah. the sun, you know, it's, yeah, it's going to be a good time, I'm sure, right, man? Oh, yeah, all right. I look forward to it. I'm going to watch right, some man. baseball out there, some local baseball. Oh, I know yeah. they got some leagues out there. I'm going to go watch some games. So. Oh, hell yeah, man. You know, Maybe yeah, participate man. a little bit, too. I don't know. <laughs> hell yeah. No, Mex- hey, Mexico loves baseball, so, yeah, definitely, for yeah. sure. All right, man, you take it easy, and uh, everyone have a great week.